Welcome to a new episode of Career Buzz, the unique radio career conversations that empower lives, enrich careers, and energize organizations. Be inspired right here on CIUT 89.5 FM. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining me. Our program today is a Career Buzz production of Hoda's Career Info. In today's episode, we will learn the difference between coaching and consulting from the perspective of two guests. Lametra Off, founder of LBO Career Coaching and Consulting LLC, as well as from the perspective of transformational executive coach and entrepreneur, Jared Ball. I'm your host, Hora Kilani, certified professional career coach and founder of Right Career Fit, a private practice committed to increase career literacy among Canada's youth. I am pleased to be your host today on Career Buzz. Career Buzz, the show with the intention to empower lives, enrich careers, and energize organizations. I look forward to a season of career chats with international career professionals who will inspire you to take your journey to the next level. Thank you for tuning in this morning. I am your host, Hora Kilani, Certified Professional Career Coach. Thank you for tuning in and joining me today. Later on Career Buzz, you will meet Transformational Executive Coach and Entrepreneur, Jared Bull. But first, I would like you to meet Lametra Off. Today on Career Buzz, Lametra Off explains what a life and success coach does. With over 20 years of experience in educating, developing, and coaching adults in various industries, from telecommunications, military, corporate, government, administration, and nonprofit, Lametra is passionate about all forms of wellness and development. Lametra Off is the founder of LBO Career Coaching and Consulting LLC a coaching and consulting firm specializing in life success and personal development. She also serves as the chair of Kaya, also known as Come As You Are Alliance, a health and wellness nonprofit. Lametra is also the director of learning and development for two organizations. She earned a Master of Science degree in human resources training and development with an emphasis on adult training and development, as well as the following designations. Associate Certified Coach from ICF, Certified Professional Coach from IPAC, Certified Career Services Provider from NCDA, and Global Career Development Facilitator from the Center for Credentialing and Education. Lametra's personal philosophy is simple. Authentic change starts inward. From the journey inward with coaching, you return with infinitely more personal power, positivity, energy, and focus. And last but not least, Lametra is a wife, mother, veteran, entrepreneur, author, and a long-distance runner. I cannot wait to learn from Lametra's experience. Thank you so much, Lametra, for joining me today. You are definitely welcome. I am ready for all that this has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you for your uh, enthusiasm, for sure. And uh, when you agreed to be a part of this show, you agreed to define a career term. So I can't wait to hear your career term, uh, define it and describe it to reflect your work, for sure. That is a wonderful question. A career term that defines my work. My career term is career maximization. Career maximization. One of my strengths is to maximize strengths of others. That's probably one of the, <laughs> it should be a strength of all coaches, right? <laughs> that said, one of the things that's important to me and my clients is the fact that what they learn during the time that they're with me, they maximize their careers first and foremost. When they do that, they maximize their lives and they're living to their fullest potential, whatever that means for them, because we're all individuals. Career maximization is my word. Thank you, Lametra. Uh, I, I really like it. And definitely each of us have uh, potentials and aspirations as well. So, so if you supporting them to do that is, is great for sure. Part of what I ask my clients is to tell me their story when we meet. How did they get to where they're at and what they're hoping to accomplish? So for you today, the first question after we get your term, of course, is can you please share with the audience a little bit about your background, your story that got you to the work you do? It's a varied background, <laughs> a story of many paths, winding, there's valleys, there are roads, there are dirt, there's roads there, <laughs> rocky. Those are just examples of some of the roads. That said, years ago, and I don't wanna tell you how many years ago, I was in the United States Army. My first, one of my first roles in the United States Army was as a teletype, telecommunications device repairer. And it involved maintenance of telecommunications equipment. More importantly, that job is now obsolete. It became obsolete probably 10 to 15 years ago because teletypes are no longer in service. <laughs> We're more of a, more of a, definitely telecommunications is the theme, but it's more of a computer-based technology that we use nowadays, right? That said, in that role, I could learn anything, but it wasn't one that I was truly, truly interested in. When I look back on my life, and that's just one of the many roles, when I look back on my life, there's certain themes about things that described who I am, what I did well, what I was really interested in, and what I talked about that was an accomplishment to me. Essentially, the roles that I had were, as I mentioned, a teletype, telecommunications device repairer, supervisor, trainer, training administrator. Then there were roles in banking as far as a role as a credit analyst, a role as a, a, role as a loan officer, and many other roles that are in between in government and in other industries for that matter. Again, the theme that's woven in all of those roads and valleys and dirt, dirt roads, for example. The theme is the fact that 
what I chose to celebrate are those jobs, roles in which I made a difference in others' lives. Again, maximizing others' lives, careers. And the fact that I either helped other individuals as a trainer, as an educator, as a facilitator, moving them forward, accomplishing, helping, assisting them in accomplishing the goals that they wanted for them as far as their career or for their lives. That's just a snippet of some of the roles that I've had. I have some certifications in the last 10 years that led me to where I am today. I guess I can and, tell you more about that if you want. Well, I think we will get to that probably in the next question and you can elaborate on them for sure. You and I met on Instagram, Lemetra, and what caught my attention is your title, Life and Success Coach. So can you explain to the audience what kind of services does a life and success coach offer? And perhaps, yes, some of the certifications that one would need to um, get to that. Life coaching, career coaching, coaching is similar in all let's say subject matter experts within all subject matter experts, it should be. However, the services that I offer are those that provide individuals the insight, the knowledge, the awareness to know what's best for them. Essentially it's one-on-one -on -one coaching that delves into their deep core awareness. It brings out things that they've never thought about. For example, their values, their true interests, not the interests that their parents told them that they should have, <laughs> their true motivations. Again, some people are motivated by money, which is fine, but what's really their motivation? I also mentioned one of the things that we delve deeply in is their interests and ensuring that they're really aligned with who they are authentically in the core, as opposed to who they think that they should be. I have a quote from your website. Part of what I do is I always Google my guests, get to know them better. And of course we meet together and we chat as well. But I'm gonna read uh, what I found on your website. It says, coaching is a blend of art and science and can be life-changing for many clients. Would you be able to explain this to the audience and everyone listening? What do you mean by it? and how it guides your practice? Good question. The, the science of coaching involves several things, several different modalities. Coaching or coaches are not necessarily therapists or counselors. Some coaches have that background, which means I think they have a lot of experience or a lot of training or education in cognitive behavioral therapy, <clears throat> psychology, sociology, and other ologies that are definitely science-based. The art of that is how each individual applies those sciences within a coaching session. Within this time period, one-on-one, -on -one, how do you, with your personality, your judgment, or, well, ideally non-judgment, your time, how do you incorporate, you as a coach, incorporate those sciences in order to provide the change that the individuals want? 
you may have also, Hoda, looked at my website and under the testimonials, there are individuals who state that they have had several different changes in their lives. Change in confidence, increased confidence, a change in perspective, because in some cases their perspectives may have been right here, narrowed or narrow. Now with coaching, their perspective has their perspectives increased and they could see more opportunities and options. That's the change that really makes a difference. Not necessarily just changing a career or getting a new job. It's the internal change that happens within an individual. I definitely agree with you. It's about empowering them and to have that confidence to move forward. Uh, knowing the options they have, the different options they have, and perhaps stepping out of their comfort zone as well that they may be hesitant to do on their own. So yes, great explanation of that. Uh, another task you took on is a question I, I'm asked a lot is how is co coaching different than therapy or counseling and so on? And you were kind enough to say that you would take on this question. And can you explain the difference to the audience? Yes, I say it almost daily. <laughs> Let's start with therapy counseling. Typically, therapists and counselors help individuals that face some type of trauma. Typically, what I mean is the trauma could have been from their childhood. Their trauma could have been the fact that they've been through a traumatic or a quote unquote, bad divorce, or it could have been that they were in a car accident or that in any case, whatever happened in the past, individuals want to, for lack of a better term, move on from that past experience so that they can live and function in the present. On the same, psychologists probably even help individuals again, deal, and I'm, this is a layman's term, deal with things that happened in the past so that they can function in the present. I'm not saying that there are not specific, specialized individuals that are counselors. There are career counselors. For the most part, though, individuals help other individuals that have, with some trauma from the past function in the present. Coaches may use some of the same questioning and probing that psychologists and therapists use. However, coaches, the goal for coaches are to help individuals move forward to accomplish goals that are future. Goals are in the future, they're not in the past. <laughs> coaches help individuals provide or find or discover their solutions so that they accomplish their future focused goals. Coaching is future focus, solutions focus, and moving forward. If there's an individual that talks about something from their past on a consistent basis, as a coach, I will forward them or refer them to a therapist so that that therapist can, can address, can provide some things to move them forward so they can operate, function, live, at least on a regular basis in the present so they can move on and achieve their goals. Thanks, Lametra, for simplifying it and uh, 
to the best. I mean, it, every every profession has a lot more than that, but that you simplified it very nicely in that differentiation. I am your host, Hoda. Thank you for tuning in. My guest today is the founder of LBO Career Coaching and Consulting, LLC, Lametra Off. And you are listening to a Career Buzz production of Hoda's Career Info on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide at CIUT.FM. Up next on Hoda's Career Info, Lametra will share her dreams so far and the reason she values mentorship. Do you have a mentor? Another question for you is how are you different than other coaches in that each of us like to make ourselves stand out as different? How are you different than the other coaches? First of all, I'm unique in myself. (laughs) I am uniquely made and different from all other coaches and my experiences are different from other coaches. Some individuals that I know that are coaches First and foremost, they came from either one or three fields. First, recruiting. They may have been a recruiter and now they have written resumes and they they have the ability to coach individuals. (laughs) Second, HR representatives or HR managers. That's the second group of people that are typically coaches. And then third, There may be individuals that were in the education profession that have moved toward the coaching realm or even advising profession that moved toward the coaching realm. So how am I different? I've never worked as an HR representative or recruiter. Again, recruiters work for the organization in which they have been hired. (laughs) I am working for my clients as opposed to recruiters that work for those organizations. Again, HR reps, they're used to working for organizations. And then lastly, how am I different than an advisor? I do not advise, right? As a coach, my job is to provide information not provide information to help individuals dig deeper to discover what they really want so that they come up with, they have these aha moments and, oh, that's it. As opposed to me telling them, Hoda, you're supposed to be an educator. That's what you're supposed to do. There's no reason for me to say that because just because what I think Hoda should do is not necessarily what Hoda should do. My experience is from various industries, various experiences, various leadership roles, various unique experiences. However, I come from a teaching background in the fact that because I have, I think intuitively taught with a coaching slant, Again, not necessarily telling someone what to do, but providing information, providing those aha moments that they make those connections, right? I think I am different in that way. I have always, before I was a coach, before I took on the role of the title of coach, I have always coached, (laughs) even in my teaching. 
my facilitation, my leading, I have always coached. Hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And it makes sense because, you know, part of when we're coaching our clients, we say there's also your personal interest, your personal skills that only you know you have. Like, can we help you find them and see how we can apply that to the world of work? So mm -hmm. definitely you have those probably innate personal skills that you were born with and probably been using for a very long time without thinking of them as coaching. Another thing we tell our clients to do is to continue with professional development and our to really embrace change in the work they do so that we can progress and they can progress. So what are some of the projects going on through your mind today that you're hoping to accomplish? Any projects, any thoughts that you're hoping to accomplish? Oh, Hoda, there's always projects. There's always projects. Yes, there's constant learning development. And I think before I talk about the projects, I'll say this. When I look back on my life, about five years ago, I looked back on my life and I could see that every year there was a class that I took, that I participated in. The class could have been at a community college. It could have been continued education. It could have been at church. There was a class that I took annually for, there was something. It's just, I'm a lifelong learner. <laughs> and I'm, hopefully people want that in their coach, right? <laughs> That's well, we it. want to encourage them to be lifelong learners as well. So we have to be their role models, right? At a, at a minimum, yes, at a minimum. In my past, I have, and I think I've kind of mentioned some certifications. The first certifications the first certification was a global career development facilitator. The second certification that I have is a certified career services provider. And then the third certification is the Myers-Briggs type indicator personality assessment. The, there are several more, but I'll sum it up by saying with the International Coaching Federation, I also have the associate certified coach designation. But as far as projects go, by the end of the year, hopefully I have a first draft of my book and it's ready for someone to review as far as edit. The second thing is in the next quarter, the goal is to have a mentee that provides some assistance. Ideally, a project is for me to have someone that we work synergistically in which I provide mentoring experience, mentoring, guidance, coaching, and they provide services for me. Lastly, I'm working with an organization called Come As You Are. The acronym is KAYA. I am the chair of that organization, and we are providing wellness-based programming throughout the year, ideally every other month. And that can be fine. They have a website, Kaya has a website? Oh, yes, yes, kayaalliance.org. These were all the questions I had for you, Lametra, today, and I truly appreciate, you know, how much I appreciate your agreeing to be a part of this conversation should we say the name of your website or uh, you, they can find you Lametra off on LinkedIn Instagram Facebook as well 
Yes, my name is L-A-M-E-T-R-A, last name off, O-F-F. As far as my business name, it's LBO, Career Coaching, or LBO, Career Coaching and Consulting, LLC. Or you may say Lemitroff Coaching. Any of those are fine. <laughs> but more importantly, you can contact me just by looking for Lemitra Off, L-A-M-E-T-R-A, last name O-F-F. I've heard all the jokes about the last name Off, so just in case someone wants to throw something out there, I've probably heard them all. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Lemitra. Was there anything else you wanted to wrap off? No, that's it. Thank you so much for inviting me to be, well, to have this chat, to talk about careers, to talk about coaching, and just to see your lovely face. Thank you, ma'am. You are listening to a Career Buzz production of Hoda's Career Info, right here on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide at CIUT.FM. Stories show that who you are matters. I am your host, Hoda. Before continuing on with today's show, I would like to remind you about Career Buzz other episodes of Inspiring Career Stories. To check them out, go to careercycles.com and click podcast or subscribe to the podcast Career Buzz on your favorite podcast app and do leave us a review. For more career info, have a listen to past episodes of Hoda's Career Info, including my career chat with Career Buzz host Mark Franklin. My next guest today is transformational executive coach and entrepreneur Jared Bull. Jared is a transformational executive coach and entrepreneur. He works with other coaches, executives, and entrepreneurs from around the world, both online and offline, to give them the inner tools and external resources to help them bring inner visions to life. He builds company cultures, coaches teams and leaders, and champions a diverse and inclusive world. As you will hear in this episode, Jared's true life started after experiencing heavy combat twice in Afghanistan as a Marine where his company was hit with a 50% casualty rate, losing many of his friends. His healing of trauma and inner wounds led him into the transformational executive space. His work has been showcased on five different continents on a YouTube channel of 24,000. Jared has also consulted with Fortune 500 companies such as Principal Financial Group, he is dedicated to showing executives, employees, and companies how to be successful, both internally and externally, despite the volatile environments around them. Jared's work has been featured across five different industries, both public and private, and within over 15 companies across 13 different countries. At a young age, Jared is so much more than that. And I cannot wait for you to hear his inspirational words. Thank you, Jared Bull, for agreeing to join me today on Hoda's Career Info. I really appreciate your time and I am excited to have you on the show. 
Oh, thanks, Dr. Hood. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Part of this show, as I mentioned to you, is sharing personal definitions of key career terms. As I already shared with you, mine is career literacy, and you see me hashtagging it on Instagram. Which career term would you like to define? I mean, that reflects your work and def- uh, define it from your perspective. Oh, man, that's hard. I feel like there's so much at stake right now. It's like the embodiment of my the essence of my work in one word. It's a great question. <laughs> I would have to say... I think the Japanese word, ikiga, that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, ikiga, the Japanese word ikiga. Okay, and how does it reflect to you? Like, how would you define it? Not how we, if I were to go Google it, not how I would find it, but how does Jared look at ikigai? Yeah, yeah, I would define it as the inner world, the perfect blend of your inner world meeting the external world and finding the balance between the two. And that's a good way of looking at it. I like that. Your background is unique. Can you tell the audience about a little bit about your background, how you, you prepared for the coaching business and what drives you to do the work that you continue to do? What got me into it was really the my experiences in the Marine Corps. So I actually grew up in a very conservative Republican background. And when 9-11 happened, I was very young. I was not far from, uh, you know, New York City. I would visit New York City on a, a regular basis every weekend. And so seeing that, that really impacted me at a young age. And I remember just watching that and like crying a lot and, and being like, who could do this? And so that that put a desire in my heart to go out and find the people who did that. So I had this like very conservative Republican, like justice had to be served type worldview. So I found myself in Afghanistan when I was 18 years old with a machine gun trying to find the bad guys. And I say that with quotes, you know, trying to find the bad guys. And uh, I, I, I had a lot of life and death experiences there on a regular basis. We had about a 50% casualty rate. Uh, we, they, it was so bad and our mission was so intense that they actually ended up doing an HBO documentary on it called The Battle for Marja. Um, and I came back from that deployment, very changed, questioning my identity, questioning my entire life, questioning, you know, what brought me to war, looking at not only my personal story and my own narrative, but the greater cultural and sociopolitical context that occurred in. Um, so by the time I got out of the Marine Corps, when I was 22, I had done two combat deployments to Afghanistan and all the structures had started falling apart in, in my mind, like the, you know, what it means to be an American, what it means to be a patriot, what it means to be a Christian, what it means, none of it sufficed to give me a good answer for why some of the things that happen in war and some of the experiences that you have there. So I really started my search at a young age. Um, so I went to back, went right to school as I, as soon as I got out of the Marine Corps, did a lot of healing work a lot of transformational work, but I wasn't find that, finding that the Western modality of healing, um, you know, the allopathic model was successful. And so I started exploring alternative therapies, craniosacral therapy, yoga, acupressure. And fortunately, uh, I was getting paid to go to school by the military because of the GI Bill, but then I also won a scholarship, um, a full ride on top of the, what the military was paying for a project that I was leading. Um, so I was using all of the money that I was getting paid to go to school to fund my own healing process at the same time. 
Um, so I, I got a good experience of a lot of alternative therapies and I was seeing a lot of success with the alternative therapies. Like it was, they were really useful. They were powerful, um, much more than anything the West was trying to, the Western model was doing. They just give you medication and kind of numb you down. Um, and so when I turned 25, I, I graduated, I, I graduated pretty quickly and I said, you know what, I really want to. I really want to go into counseling. Like I want to help other war veterans who are dealing with trauma. Um, I could see that there was a gap in the system where alternative therapies weren't being offered for our veterans in the U S. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go that route, but I made a video on YouTube and my first video ever went viral. And after that, I had people reaching out to me saying that they want to connect with me and they would be willing to pay me. Um, so I think like the first amount of money I got paid was like $60 for a coaching session. Uh, and so I, I was about to go to grad school, but then I met a coach and I loved the orientation of coaching and I had done a lot of the trauma and the internal healing. But the next fact, what I loved about coaching was the orientation was different from therapy and counseling. It was like, Hey, counseling is integrating your past self. Coaching is kind of integrating your future self. And I found that my life and my impact and my creations came to fruition with the coaching model. So I said, you know what? I don't think I'm going to become a counselor. I think I'm actually going to become a coach. So I decided to cancel going to grad school. Um, I hired my first coach and I went right into it. I started sharing what I was learning, sharing it all on social media. Well, fast forward about two years later, and I have a full-time business and I'm making really good money. And I don't know anything about officially running a business, but I've had a good, you know, a pretty good mentor on the coaching side of things. He just didn't really understand the business side of things. So I said, well, what do I need next? And I went back to school, went to University of Georgia for secondary education for uh, executive coaching, did, did a really great program there. Um, and that helps me to understand the more business side of things. Um, and at this point, I had somewhat of a following on social media. And then I started getting invited into uh, organizations to, to do some executive coaching work. And because I was successful with the coaching online. Um, and so that's about, I guess, three years into my career. And then when I turned, when I was about to turn 29, I said, I really want to take this to the next level. And that was when I hired Michael Neal. And Michael Neal, for everyone who doesn't know, um, I hired him because he he reminded me of like a mix of Tony Robbins and Eckhart Tolle. If like Tony Robbins and Eckhart Tolle came together, he's has a he's a powerful energy. He's got an expansive presence, but he's very present. And I appreciated that he understood spirituality, but also the business side of things. At least that was the way that I perceived him. Uh, and that was the way I experienced him as well, too, when I did uh, the mentorship. And that was that was a very large investment. I think it was about a $75,000 investment. Um, but I could afford that at the time because I'd done well with the, with the coaching work. And uh, that really gave me a good understanding of what's going on in the coaching industry, what's working, what's not working. Um, and that I finished that about two years ago. So I'm 31 now. Uh, so that's really my, 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 my career up to this point uh, and what got me into it. But I'd say what motivates me is um, what the needs of the world. I mean, I was given a talk the other day and we're in a point and our own development as a, as a, not just as a, a country, but as a species 
where it's almost like the cultural renaissance, the information age and the industrial revolution are all happening at the same time. And I don't think there's ever been a time like this on the planet. We have the internet that's only 25 years old. We have smartphone technology. Uh, we have access to the internet anywhere through the smartphone. And this is generating like all the cultural, political, familial, financial structures that have upheld the human experience for so long are all being reshifted and reshaping. So I think right now there's a, we're in a time of transformation unlike any other time on the planet before. And what a big part of what drives me is just recognizing and seeing every day how much this work is needed in the world. I mean, yes, I like to do the business side of things. Yes, I like to create wealth doing what I love. Yes, I love offering a valuable impact to the world that changes people's lives. But at the crux of it, I think like, I see how life kind of created me to do this work because it's just the truth of it. Like we need more coaches out there who understand the environment that we're in and can help human beings navigate this new way of experiencing life because all the existing structures that have made the human experience for since we've been around on this planet are all coming into question. So I don't think a lot of people recognize how much of a unique time we really are in. I mean, it truly is a transformational time. Um, and every day I meet people who don't know what's happening in their life, why it's happening, who old ways of being are dying, but they don't know how to communicate it. And like, so for me, what really drives me is it's, it's not so much as a personal motivation as much as it is, is just, it's the way I perceive the world now. Like I see not a day goes by where I don't talk with someone where I'm like, you need transformational work, like not just a counselor and not just a traditional coach. You need a, a transformational presence, someone who really understands how we as human beings are being created and how we're shifting uh, based off of what's happening in our environment and in our world and in our life. I love your vision and how you have put together what you see uh, as really everybody going through. And we see it in many of the clients that come to us who feel just overwhelmed, not knowing why. But your vision truly explains it and puts it together. I'm your host, Hoda. Thank you for joining me this morning. I am happy to have transformational executive coach and entrepreneur Jared Bull join me right here on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto and worldwide at CIUT.FM. Up next, Jared reminds us that if we see value in the work that we do, then we should not be shy about talking about it. It was exceptional how you reached out to me on Instagram. And can you tell us a, a little bit about what got you to reach out the way that you do and how is it working for you? Like, should others do it? Oh, thank you. That's a great question. Two things there. Um, the first thing is, is a lot of new coaches and even, even intermediate coaches and established coaches I've found are worried about coming across as business-like or salesy. Like, oh, I don't want to come across as pushy or, oh, I don't want to come across as business-like. But when you see the need for your work as deeply as I do in the world, it's not hard to reach out. It's not hard. Like, it, like if you were to be in a, it, let's say you're in a desert and you saw someone needed water and you had three gallons of water 
and you saw this the human being was really suffering, like you'd probably go up to them and give them water. And as I was sharing earlier, like we really are in a critical time where it's like the industrial revolution, cultural renaissance and information age are all happening at once. And I see too much suffering and pain in the world not to reach out, not to share my message, not to spread it. So sometimes people say like, oh, you're really bold for like reaching out to a person or call. And it's like, no, like that's like, yeah, obviously I want to expand my business and create wealth doing what I love. Like who doesn't? But that's not the motivator. The motivator is much bigger than my individuality and my own individual desires. And this is why it's so important to be a vision, vision-led leader is when you see a need out there in, in business terms, we call it the marketplace, but or just see it in the world, why wouldn't you be knocking on people's doors? Why wouldn't you be calling people up? Why wouldn't you be reaching out to people? But most people just, they, they, they stop because they're like, oh, I don't want to come across this way. But the amount of need that I see for this work in the world doesn't allow me to stop there. Like, like I'm willing to be perceived as, you know, uh, maybe like I'm willing to perceive, be perceived however people perceive me, good, bad, whatever it may be, because I see the need for it. And I wouldn't allow someone's thoughts or perceptions of me to keep me from putting out there, spreading the message and, and, and supporting more people in this work um, because it's so needed. So it's, it's not so much as like, oh, you know, how do you get to that? It, it's, 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 a, it's a state of perception and experience. Like I actually perceive the need out there so much in the world for people, things that they might not even know. Like I was just on a call with a woman who hired me right before this um, and she just in the call, she didn't realize what she needed. And as soon as we got into it, I said, you know, I, I, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this, I'm also seeing this. She's like, yeah, that's exactly it. Like I, I, she doesn't know how to communicate her value to the marketplace. She knows she's valuable on the inside, but she doesn't know how to communicate her value to the marketplace, which is causing frustration for her and then causes her to shut down. Um, she doesn't want to come across as being salesy. She's worried about that and coming across as too much of a business person. So she holds back and she doesn't speak and own her value to the outside world. Um, and then number, the third thing with her was she was just really worried and concerned about, you know, whether she actually does bring that level of value. She, she knew on some level that she did, but she, she was a little bit, she had some inner doubts and inner fears. And so I just spoke to, I just spoke to all of it. Like I said, Hey, this is why you might be having these doubts. This is why you might be having these fears. These are some of the skill sets that you need. And then I asked her, I said, if you had those skill sets in your life and you were applying them, how would your life be different? And then she went into it and she cried and she had a release because she realized that she was missing what I had to offer. So it's a long way for me to say that if you have value, whatever, whatever, whether you're in the coaching industry or whether you're just an entrepreneur or a visionary who's coming up with a new idea, allow the need of the marketplace to drive you, not the how are going to people perceive me drive you. Because it's, it's, it's the, the, your, like coaches' works are, are deeply needed in the world. And, and um, 
people don't even realize it, how much they're actually needed in the world. And they make it about themselves. How am I going to be perceived? What are people going to think about me? And it's like, well, that's selfish. That's a selfish viewpoint. Put the heart of service first and hold fast to the fact that you are needed in the world, even in those days where you don't think you are, you actually are. And if you can hold to that and act around that and come from that inner place of service, of knowing, you'll see that that will shift a lot in the way that you build momentum and in the way that you create. Like I'm thinking now, of, and I'll make it quick because I, I don't want to overwhelm you too much here, but I, I had an interview with, or not an interview, a, a client years ago who worked for Honeywell. He was a sales guy for Honeywell. And he would get so nervous before he would sell and pitch. Um, you know, he was selling um, instruments for the inside of a in, of an airplane uh, cockpit. So Honeywell builds a lot of electronics and things like this. And he was sharing with me how so how nervous he was before he would go and pitch. You know, this group of uh, executives who were thinking about buying his product. And all when he shared with me all the all of his concerns. It was all self-centered. It was like, I wonder what they're thinking of me. I'm wondering whether they'll think I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I wonder whether, and I'm like, and I just told him, I said, hey, like, don't stop focusing on, on yourself so much. Like, that's your problem. Like, your orientation is like you. Focus on them. Focus on how you can bring them value, why they need it. And, and do that and watch how you present differently. And that was what he did. And he switched within a matter of just 10 minutes of understanding that because his orientation before was on himself. Oh, well, they know that I'm anxious and worried and that I doubt whether I can do this or not. It's like, just switch your awareness outward onto serving the other people and watch what happens. And when that awareness shifts outward to service, all the other stuff just falls away naturally. Thank you for sharing your examples, Jared. They do show the different ways that the career coaches support their clients but they also demonstrate your passion for the work that you do. You seem very excited to talk about your work and the stories of your clients. The audience, they don't know how you reach out to me, so I have to highlight it that Jared reaches out by video. Rather than the many messages oh. that I get typed in, Jared reaches out for video. It really personalizes the message and makes, it, makes you stop and think, oh, I really want to talk to Jared now because he made the effort to reach out by video. So you keep progressing and you do things differently. And I want to refer now to the way you sign off. You have these different emojis that you sign off with. And to me, they, they do signify something. But I want to hear from your perspective. What are your reasons for listing four emojis oh. uh, in your signing off? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I hit my emoji signature. I got to couple that with another question. Like, what are you hoping it will inspire with your clients or the people you're reaching out to? I love that. Yeah, it's a great question. So I have, I believe the emoji signature is a fist pound, um, a bomb, an explosion, and then a hundred sign, right? So fist pound, bomb, explosion, hundred sign. Um, for me, it's like power. It's it's power and it's value and it's living. You know, one of the, and this connects back to my combat experiences and the question that you asked earlier about what motivates and drives me. A big part of what motivates and drives my work outside of the collective perception perception of like okay, the, the collective and humanity really really needs this work more than they actually know is the desire to actualize all my potential. And so 
for me, the emoji signature is that it's, you know, like a fist pound, like power. I'm with you. Like, let's do this. Let's make this happen um, to a bomb, which is, has a lot of power behind it to the explosion to 100, like 100% full actualization. Um, for me, combat, you know, seeing a lot of life and death and being in a lot of life and death situations, I feel incredibly grateful and thankful for life every single day, every single day, because I understand how precious and fragile it is by being, by, you know, being around death as much as I have. And so, you know, walking away from that experience alive with all my limbs intact and my sanity intact, which a lot of people didn't, it really impressed upon me that life is fragile and it's a gift and you have to make the best out of it. And so coming out of that experience, I always thought if I didn't give a hundred percent, which is in like the emoji sign off, if I didn't give a hundred percent, then I was slapping some, my creator, you can call it God, you can call it whatever your beliefs are. You can call it something that created you bigger than you are. I wouldn't be honoring that. And, and so I, and, and that's a big part of my motivation. Like I, I, I actually get viscerally triggered when I see people have more potential and they're not living up to it fully, which sometimes works against me. Uh, but it's, it's, it, you know, it's been born and bred in me from my experiences in life and from reflecting and integrating those experiences. So for me, the hundred sign is you or the person reaching their full actualization because life truly is a gift. And I think if human beings were faced with life and death situations, and I don't wish that upon anyone, but if they were, they would, they would take that more seriously. Like, wow, am I living up to my fullest potential? Because the truth of life is it is fragile and it can be taken up from us at, at, at any, at any second. And it's like, are we really living up to our fullest capacity? Are, are we really expanding and exploring our world at the fullest capacity that we could? And, and, I, and, I, would, and I would go as part, I would say that, you know, Darwin and evolution says that, uh, you know, survival drives life. But I would, I, would, I would say exploration and curiosity actually drive, and the need to expand really drives life. Um, because if you look at it, like there is no reason for human beings to go to space. There's no reason for us to go to the moon. There's no reason for us to want to go to Mars, which believe it or not, I was talking to one of my, I have a client who's a futurist consultant. He literally just goes into companies and he talks with, uh, companies who haven't brought in technology in. And he shared with me, he said, we're actually planning a trip to Mars where we're going to put 3D printers on Mars. <laughs> That's crazy to me. 3D print rockets. So it's a long way for me to say that like our humanity, I think really what drives us is the need for exploration, is the need for expansion. Um, because if it really was the need for survival and security, I think at a base, at a certain level, yes, that's it. But at an even greater, maybe higher consciousness level, I think exploration, curiosity, and the need for expansion is really what drives us. And we don't have to wait to have a life and death situation to really wake us up and say, hey, am I really living at the fullest capacity? Am I really living into my fullest potential? 
such a strong and inspirational message, Jared. What are some of the projects going on with you right now that you'd like to share with the audience? Oh, thank you, Dr. Hoda. So uh, for me, it's three things. So I do one-on-one work with individuals and coaches, whether they're executive coaches, relationship coaches. Um, I, I, I'm not, I don't really, it doesn't matter to me which, which area they're in, which specialty. Um, if they want to start up their business full time and be successful with it financially and fulfillingly, like that's where I come in. Like it'll, it's not a it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. Um, so that's the first thing that I do is I help coaches actually build successful businesses that are not only just financially viable, but are actually inner world. Because I think sometimes people sacrifice business success for fulfilling or well-being. And, and that's not my value system. You can honor your being and still honor your, your bank account as well, too. Uh, the greatest way that I think one of my last mentors, Michael Neal, he put it in this way. He said, you can have a Porsche, but you can have enlightenment as well. And I thought that was really brilliant the way that he, that he put that. Uh, so that's the first thing. Then the second thing is I'm always running uh, group programs, intensives where I'm teaching people the skill sets, the mastery of the craft of what it means to be a coach or a transformational presence and, and also teaching them the business skills. And then I also work within organizations with executive coaching. At this point, I've worked within 12 organizations um, and all executive coaching is balancing relationships and tasks. That's all the business is. You can have all the systems and processes, but when it comes down to it, a business is nothing more than are you managing your relationships effectively and are you getting all the tasks that you need to get done in that day? And that's the art and science. And that's from uh, University of Georgia, Sherpa Executive Coaching. I, I really learned uh, what executive coaching is at, at its core. So those are the three things that I'm doing. That's great. So where can people find information about your work? Yes. So if they want to check out transformationalcoaching.co, uh, not .com, .co, lot of, got a lot of great resources there for individuals. Um, I also have my YouTube channel. We got about a community of 24,000 other coaches there as well. Um, and yeah, those, you can find me in those places and feel free to ask questions, comment. We got a lot of great content from everything, anything transformational, whatever line of development you're working on in your life, whether it's your leadership line of development, your financial line of development, relational, communicational line of development, we got stuff there for you. These are all the questions I had for you today, Jared. Was there anything else or one more tip that you wanted to share before we wrap up? Oh, that's a great, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you asked that. I would just ask the question, are you really honoring your fullest capacity and capability? That's a question that I would love to leave with that. Are you really living at your fullest capacity and capability without obviously burning yourself out and making life miserable? That's not worth it, at least not in my eyes. Some people do that, not worth it to me. But are you really, really living at your fullest capacity and capability and acknowledging the gift that that life is? I love this question. Absolutely important uh, to reflect on. Thank you so much, Jared, for being a part of my show. I really appreciate your time and your support. Uh, thanks for having me, Dr. Hoda. It's been an honor. I appreciate you bringing me on. You've been listening to Hoda's Career Info on Career Buzz, Canada's unique radio conversation that empowers lives, enriches careers, and energizes organizations. Right here on CIUT 89.5 FM in Toronto, and worldwide online at ciut.fm. I am your host, Hoda Kilani, and you can find out more about me at rightcareerfit.com. Please remember, 
that you can also watch Hoda's Career Info on YouTube. The other hosts of Career Buzz are Mark Franklin and Stephen Armstrong. If you have any comment on today's show or would like an opportunity to talk about your work, you can send me a direct message on my website, writecareerfit.com, where you can also sign up for my newsletter to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can also email me at writecareerfit at shaw.ca or at careerbuzz at ciut.fm. Special thank you to my guests, Lametra Off and Jared Bull for supporting my mission to increase career literacy and for supporting you in your career journey. Both guests shared valuable career tips. Which tips appealed the most to you and why? You can connect with Lametra Off and Jared Bull on LinkedIn. An MP3 of today's show is available in the podcast section of careercycles.com. Remember, you can catch Career Buzz every Wednesday at 11 a.m. right here on CIUT 89.5 FM. Also, remember to subscribe to Career Buzz on your favorite podcast app, or you can find it at the podcast link on careercycles.com. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this series are solely those of the guests involved and do not necessarily represent an endorsement from the series provider. That's it for today's episode of Career Buzz and Hoda's Career Info. Oh, and just a reminder that up next on CIUT 89.5 FM is an afternoon with Music with GB Hawks. Thank you for listening to Hoda's Career Info. Until next time, stay focused and keep moving in productive ways. Thanks.